0: To transition us no, I'm not going to preach, just Lena. You know. um, to transition us into the, the topic of the sermon today, I thought that was so powerful, because you know we have such an emphasis of putting missions uh, really at the forefront of our church. And the message that we're going to be listening to today is about the principle of first, putting God first in every area of your life, and what He can do with that. Uh, when he is first. Um, So we're going to learn about that. We're going to, I feel like we really only are going to scratch the surface of that concept. Um, But if you heard my dad last week, uh, he has such a heart to disciple this congregation. And I feel like we've sort of dropped the ball on doing that in the past. But moving forward, we're going to have more of an emphasis on taking people through discipleship. Um, learning to become followers of Jesus Christ to walk in his footsteps to speak like he speaks to act like he acts to do what he does, um, so I hope you enjoy this message today i I, I listened to it about uh, ten times now um, because I need it, uh, and I think we all need it so we don 't have popcorn, um, but uh, you can keep watching the screen and We'll have the message on there today.
1: Thanks. Your Bibles to one passage of Scripture. We'll go through some others, but we'll just look at one. Exodus 13. We'll just go to one. Uh, Exodus chapter 13. And uh, as you're getting to Exodus 13, let me just say this. This is, in my opinion, the most important message in the series. We're in the series called The Blessed Life. And this is probably the most important message in the series. The title of this message is The Principle of First. The Principle of First. And I want to make this statement. If God is first in your life, then everything will come into order. I'm not saying you won't have difficulties or problems or go through struggles. Jesus said in this world you'll have tribulation. But would you rather go through tribulation with everything in order... Are everything out of order? And hear me, if Jesus is first, if God's first, everything will come into order in your life. If he is not first, then nothing will come into order in your life. God has to be first for there to be order in your life. So I want to show you this principle because this principle is a principle that runs all through scripture, from Genesis to Revelation. Here, so let's start, Exodus chapter 13, look at verse one says, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, consecrate to me all the firstborn. Whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast, it is mine. It is mine. It belongs to me. I wish that I could adequately explain to you how emphatic the language is in the Hebrew here, this phrase, it is mine. Mine. It is my property. It belongs to me. I'm the owner. It's extremely emphatic. It's very important to understand that when we talk about the principle of first. The firstborn, he says, belongs to me. Okay, now look at verse 12. That you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb. That is every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have, the males, shall be the Lord's, very similar language in the Hebrew, shall belong to God. They'll be the Lord's. But every firstborn, now we'll talk about this, of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. Very important. A donkey will be redeemed with a lamb. Now watch this phrase, and if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. It's very important to understand that if you don't redeem it, you're going to lose it anyway. And I want you to apply that as we talk about the first of our finances, the first 10%. He says, if you don't don't bring it to me, you're going to lose it. You're still going to lose it. It's going out of your account. Watch this. And all the firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. All right, so I have three points. If you're taking notes, I want you to write these down. The firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. Now, that's a longer point than I normally have, so we'll make sure and leave it up long enough for you to be able to, to write it down. The firstborn must be. There, there, there is, there, the, I, I, I prayed over this language before, uh, whether I should say it this way. But according to Scripture, the firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. That's the principle here in the Old Testament that is referring to a principle that goes all through the Bible. The firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. Okay, but... How do you know which to do? How do you know whether you sacrifice it or redeem it? Well, he gives two animals which are exemplary of categories of animals. He gives us the donkey and the lamb, okay? The donkey represents unclean animals, and the lamb represents clean animals. So how do you know which to do? Well, if it's a clean animal, it has to be sacrificed, the firstborn. If it's an unclean animal, it has to be redeemed with the sacrifice of a clean. Let me say that one more time. If it's clean, firstborn, I'm hoping you kind of get ahead of me on this and understand what this represents. If it's a clean and it's firstborn, it has to be sacrificed. If it's unclean, it has to be redeemed with the sacrifice of a clean. Okay. Well, how in the world does this relate to us today? Well, let me ask you two two questions, all right? First of all, were you and I spiritually born clean or unclean? In other words, when we were born in the natural, our spiritual state before God, were we born into this world, were we clean or unclean? Unclean. We were all born in sin, right? I can prove it by simply asking the experts here, the parents. Did you have to teach your children to be bad? <laughs> or did that come naturally for them? See, we have to teach them to be good. Is that right? Because we're all born with a sin nature. That's that's what the Bible says, all right? So we were all born unclean. Was Jesus born unclean or clean? clean. Okay, listen to me. Listen very carefully. The clean, Jesus, the clean had to be sacrificed so that the unclean could be redeemed. That's what we just read. (laughs) That's how important this principle is. And we're going to see that this principle refers to tithing, but I want to say something to you that maybe you've never thought of. Jesus is God's Tithe. Because you see, you give the tithe first. You don't pay your bills and see if you have enough left over to tithe. You give the tithe first. It's the first 10%. It's not just 10%, it's the first 10% because it takes faith to give the first. See, God said, When your sheep has a lamb, give me the first one. It takes faith to give the first one before you have any more. You don't know if the sheep's going to produce anymore. That takes faith. God didn't say, wait until your sheep has 10 and then give me one of them and you can give me the one that keeps getting in your garden that you don't like. No, he said, you give me the first one before you have any others. See, so many people think it's not the 10% that enacts the blessing, it's the faith that enacts the blessing. It's giving the first 10%. And the reason I say that Jesus is God's tithe is because God gave Jesus first. He didn't wait to see if we would clean up or straighten up to give his son. God gave Jesus when we were mocking him and spitting on him and nailing him to a cross. Romans says it this way, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And Romans also said this way, that God gave Jesus in hope, in hope. And that word, the root of that word is faith. In faith, we give our tithe in faith. So it's the first 10%. Think about this. When the children of Israel went into the the, uh, promised land, God said, bring all of the silver and gold from Jericho into the house of God. It's always into the house of God. It's always where the tithe goes. But why didn't he say 10% of Jericho? It's very simple. Because Jericho was the first city. (laughs) That's simple. He said, bring the first into the house of the Lord and the rest are redeemed they're out from under the curse they're blessed see the first portion has the redemptive is the redemptive portion please hear me when you give the first to God the rest are redeemed that's what this is saying so hear me clearly (laughs) don't give the first portion to the mortgage company because the mortgage company does not have the power to bless your finances but God does The first portion, first 10%, goes to God. So the firstborn must be sacrificed or Here's the second point. The first fruits must be offered. Again, I want to just key in on these words, must be. According to this principle that works all through Scripture, the first fruits must be offered offered. You can stay there in Exodus 13, look at Proverbs 3 verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Bonuses, everything. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Okay, this says to honor the Lord with the first of our increase. I just want to just make a note here. This is in Proverbs. This is not the law. This is not under the law. This is hundreds of years after the law. This is a principle that runs all through Scripture. Let me show you another Scripture, Exodus 23 19. The first of the first fruits. I kind of like that phrase because it's like God is saying, listen closely if you don't know what first means. <laughs> the first of your first fruits, of the first fruits of your land. Now, watch these words. You shall bring, that's an important word, bring. Into the house of the Lord your God. Now we, we saw last weekend about Malachi, he said bring the tithes into the storehouse. The tithe always comes to the, to the church. You, don't, you can't divide your tithe. You can't designate your tithe. You can't give it somewhere else. But I want you to notice the word bring. The reason God uses the word bring instead of the word give when he talks about tithing is because you can't give what doesn't belong to you. You have two choices according to Scripture. And I know this is strong, but I've studied this for over 30 years now. You have two choices when it comes to the tithe according to Scripture. You can bring it or you can steal it. Those are the only two choices. There's no other choice according to Scripture. They either brought it or they stole it. Remember when God said, bring all the silver and gold from Jericho? That Achan kept some. And of course, the next city, then they lost the battle until they brought it to the house of God. But here was the point. In, in Joshua chapter six, God calls the tithe consecrated or set apart. Same thing he called the firstborn. But in Joshua seven, once Achan took it, he said, Israel has stolen from me and they're cursed. They're cursed. It's consecrated when you bring it to the house of God. It's cursed if you leave it in your bank account. Here's a real simple, straightforward question. Why would you want something cursed in your bank account? I mean, it has enough problems. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want your bank account blessed? See, it takes faith to give the first. It takes faith to believe that 90% redeemed and blessed will go farther than 100% cursed. It takes faith. So you give the first. Um, uh, when I was in college... One of the uh, students asked one of the professors, why did God accept Abel's offering and he didn't accept Cain's? And the professor said, you know, I I really don't know. And for some reason, I've always remembered that, but when the Lord showed me this principle of firstborn and firstfruits, you actually will see why God accepted Abel's and he didn't accept Cain's. Watch Genesis 4, verses 3, through 5. And in the process of time, now those words are very important. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Notice it specifically does not say that he brought first fruits, he just brought an offering in the process of time. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat, and the Lord respected, or this word could be received. Abel and his offering. Notice the persons received too, not just the offering. But he did not respect or receive Cain and his offering. It's, it's simple, isn't it? Cain was a farmer, he didn't bring first fruits. Abel was a rancher, he brought firstborn. God said, I'll accept that. I will not accept that. Then accept it. Now I'm going to take you a little farther in this, and that is that it's not just that God wouldn't accept it. It's that God couldn't accept it. God can't be second. He can't be second. This is called the preeminence of God. You know, you've heard of eminence, but God is preeminent. That means he's not only first of all, he's before all. He's higher than all, he's above all, he's first, he's before all. So God is first. Now, we, we in our lives, we talk about putting God first. And that's good. Because we do need to put God first in our lives. But I just want you to know something. Even if God's not first in your life, he's still first. You didn't rearrange his order in the universe. He's still preeminent. So, God can never be second. So, this is why I'm telling you, the reason God couldn't accept Cain's offering is because God's always first. And Cain did not bring a first offering. And God said, I'm sorry, I can't can't accept a second place offering because I'm always in first place. I can't accept it. Now, we need to think about that when it comes to the tithe. You remember uh, I said Jesus is God's tithe? And I said to you last weekend, because we talked about giving to, to the bride of Christ, and I said that tithing is probably more personal to Jesus than what we think. Okay, I want you to think about this. If Jesus is God's tithe, tithing might be a little more personal to the Father also than what we think. See, it represents who's first in your life. You, you can, and I'm, again, I know these, some of the things I'm saying are strong, but you can tell me all day God's first in your life, but let me see your bank account. Now, I'll tell you who's first. It, it might be Nordstrom's. Okay, ladies, let me hit the guys. It might be Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> Where does the first 10% go? That's who's first. All right, so the firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. The firstfruits must be offered. Here's point three. The tithe must be first. The tithe must be first. Leviticus 27.30 says, and all, I want you to notice the word all, and all the tithe of the land, all of it, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. There's the emphatic phrase again, belongs to God. It is, it, God set it apart for himself. And that's what the next phrase says. It is holy. That word holy is the word that simply means set apart. It is set apart to the Lord. That's why it's stealing, because he set it apart to himself. And that's why it has to be first, because God's first and he owns it. So in, order, in other words, if we're going to return it, we have to return it. First, Okay, so I'm going I'm to give you an illustration, um, and it's a math illustration, okay? So I'm warning you, so half of you can take a nap, all right? Um, let's say that you're a landscaper, and you uh, come to our home, and Pastor Robert, um, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I call you, and I say, listen, uh, I'd like to add some plants and some trees and some flowers and things, you know, and so you give me an estimate, and you say, now this is how much my materials will be, this is how much my labor it will be. And my profit will be $1,000. You need to know the tithe is on the profit. It's not on all of this. It's on the increase. Your personal increase, personal income. That's what we tithe on, okay? So, um, so you say, are you agreeable to this whole price? I say, yes, I am. So after you do the job, I pay for all your materials, all your labors, and then for your profit, let's say that I give you 10 $100 bills. So you have $1,000 in your hand, okay? So this is the math part, right? So you have $1,000. Let me ask you two questions, all right? $1,000, the word tithe, remember, means 10%. So how much is the tithe? $100, all right? I know some of you still okay, carry those. Okay, but that's all right. That's okay. All right, so it's $100, that's right. But you have ten dollars bills in your hand, so which one is the tithe? The first one, yeah, okay. The one on top, someone said, all right, let me say it to you a different way, all right? It's the first one that leaves your hand. That's the tithe. In other words, if you go home and you say, let me set aside some for the mortgage, some for the car, some for utility, some for clothes, and here's God's part. No, that's not God's part. You gave God's part to the mortgage company. Because here's what a lot of people do. Okay, let me set aside some for this and this and this, and oh, there's not enough left over. For God. Can I say something nicely to you, but firmly? He wouldn't accept it anyway. Because our God does not accept leftovers. Matter of fact, he says it in Malachi. He says, you bring me the blind and the, and the lame animals, and I do not accept them. I accept the first. That's all I accept. Okay, so how, how does this work out in my own life? I get paid on the 15th and 30th. And uh, or the last day of the month, 30th or 31st. And it's directly deposited. So it's like it magically appears, you know, in my account. So what I do on the 15th and the last day of the month is while I'm having my quiet time in the morning, before I do anything else, I go online. And, and that's the way now I think it's just easiest to give online. I go online and I uh, send the tithe to Gateway Church. So what happens though if I, I, I have an early morning meeting, and um, I kind of rush out. I don't have my quiet time that day. And I get home that night and I think, oh, it's the 15th. I, I forgot to do the tithe. And I go in and I notice that Debbie has been to the grocery store that day. Okay, what I do, I don't say, oh, it's great, Sugar. We're cursed. <laughs> it's great. I mean, you gave the tithe to Kroger's, and so we're cursed now. No. Because I'm not legalistic about it. And listen to me, God's not legalistic either. I'm not trying to give you a legalistic principle today. I'm trying to give you a principle that's about your heart. Where's your heart? God knows my heart and he knows your heart. Where's your heart? So the first 10% goes to the house of God. Now, Exodus 13, let me show you one more scripture and, and then we're finished, all right? We stopped a while ago at verse 13, so let's pick it up at verse 14. So it shall be when your son asks you in time to come, saying, what is this? Okay, in other words, he's saying one day your son's going to ask you, why are you killing these animals? That you shall say to him, by strength of hand, by a mighty hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And it came to pass when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go that the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all males that open the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. He said, one day your son's going to ask you. And he said, when he asks you, you say to your son, son, um... I need to tell you something about our family that you don't know. But we weren't always in the ranching business. We, we did not own animals. We didn't own land. Son, we were slaves. We were in bondage. But God, with a mighty hand, redeemed us and gave us everything we have now. Therefore, we gladly give to God the firstborn of all of our increase. Now, this was written 4,000 years ago and this principle happened to me. Uh, when Josh was kind of getting old enough to understand numbers and all, and he has this mathematical mind like I do and like his grandfather, And so one day I was paying the bills. Now, we didn't have online back then, and so what I would do is I would write the check first, and then I would set the check, the tithe check, and then I would settle over to the side, and then I would pay the bills, but I'd always write the tithe check first and set it over to the side, and then take it with me to church. By the way, for you young people, we used to have pieces of paper called checks. <laughs> yeah. All right, so and I said it over So I'm paying the bills, and Josh came in, and I'm watching him out of the corner of my eye. And he's reading this tithe check, and he sees the amount, which to a, a young boy looks like a lot of money. And he says, Dad, why are you giving so much to the church? And I remember this scripture when your son asks you, this is what you tell him. And I took Josh and I actually set him on my lap and I said to him, I need to tell you something about daddy that you don't know. But daddy wasn't always a Christian, son. And daddy was a very bad man. And daddy was in bondage. But God, with a mighty hand, redeemed your daddy and gave us everything we have now. Therefore, I gladly give to God the first of all of my increase. This is a principle that's all through Scripture. It's called the principle of first. Is God first in your life?